Welcome to the Safari Stories Podcast, the podcast where you'll hear nail-biting stories about all sorts of animals and adventures. Each week, you'll get to ride along as our guests share their amazing safari stories with you. Now, let's jump into your safari stories for today with your host, John Lister. Hi, uh, my name's John and I've decided to start the Safari Stories website to give everyone an avenue to actually share their stories that they experience on safari. Um, I originally grew up in South Africa, so it is an area that's very dear to me. Um, My school holidays when I was growing up uh, with my older brother and younger sister and mum and dad were spent in the Kruger and we think back almost 30, 35 years ago uh, to all the experiences that we had there and they always create such fond conversations and memories. So um, yeah, I thought I'd set set up this website and start talking to a few people about their experiences so that we can all enjoy the magic that is a safari. So I suppose a little bit about my um, safari stories. Uh, I originally uh, started going as a kid, as I mentioned earlier, and um, one of the things that we always loved about the Kruger was that you never really know what's around the corner. Um, some of the stories I remember as a kid, uh, one of the things I remember quite vividly is um, myself, my brother and my sister were in the back of the car with mum and dad driving. It was a very hot day and we had the windows open driving along. And we came up a, came up to uh, three rhinos. Um, the rhinos were quite sort of tame and calm when we arrived, but after spending a few minutes with them, they got increasingly agitated and annoyed. Uh, to the point where one started to charge us, and so Dad had to act pretty quickly and drove off pretty quickly and the rhino actually chased us down the road for quite a long long time and as a kid <laughs> my brother my sister and I sitting in the back uh, almost oh, very terrified and uh, yeah we laugh back at it now but at the time it was a pretty scary moment um, another moment that I remember quite uh, uh, accurately for lack of a better word is when we we're crossing uh, the bridges now for anyone that doesn't really know the Kruger um, there are bridges but they're single lane and every probably 30 or 40 meters there's what can only be described as an octagon um, and basically they use the octagons to uh, pass car you use them to pass other cars so what actually happens is one will come from the top and one will come from the bottom. You'll pull into the octagon and one will pull to the right and the other one will pull to their right and then you sort of edge your way past and then you go cross over and you go to the other side of the bridge or to the next octagon. If you need to pass another car, you do so. Anyway, um, we were on this uh, bridge and we were going across and the water level was quite high and uh, Dad went to go past uh, a car and uh, realized that uh, he wasn't going to be able to get to the next octagon before the next car arrived. 
so he had to reverse uh, a little bit and so anyway he reversed back into the octagon and as he was reversing I was sitting directly behind him and the rear wheel came up onto the um, edge of the road so they've got the sort of little mini curbs um, on the edge of the bridges and the back wheel uh, sort of edged up a little bit onto that curb. Um, it didn't really go over or anything but I do remember looking out the window and all I saw were some crocodile eyes just looking straight up at me. Um, <laughs> I think as a kid I had uh, nightmares for quite a few uh, <laughs> years after and I still to this day it kind of uh, evokes a pretty interesting response in me when I look at crocodiles and see just their eyes popping out and sometimes their nose popping out of the water. Um, but as a kid, we um, always used to go and, and have just such a great time in the Kruger. Um, having grown up, uh, mum and dad um, moved us to Australia. So we've been grown up in Australia for the last uh, 30 years. So we arrived in 87, so it's 32 years. So um, since then, getting back to South Africa has always been something that I've wanted to do but it's always been quite difficult to do uh, with finding the funds and work and uh, family life. So over the last few years I have been lucky enough to be able to get back there um, a few times and there has been some great memories created whilst doing that. Uh, in 2008-2009 um, I was able to go back and the first place I went to was in the Greater Kruger. Um, one of the stories I remember from that is uh, we were doing a uh, walk with one of the rangers. Um, basically, the night before we'd been talking about um, you know what was happening in the Greater Kruger, and there were a few stories coming out that some people had been injured by elephants recently. So. Um, we were on high alert for elephants and anyway on this morning uh, the car dropped us off and we were to walk I think probably about three or four k's um, not a very long walk but just experiencing the bush and getting to know the bush um, to where we would have breakfast and uh, we started along the way and the road sort of uh, we sort of were walking along the side of a river and as we were walking along we are looking at you know the different signs and we came up on this tree and the ranger stopped us and said okay so well, what I want to show you here is that the bark on this tree has been stripped and we were able to actually feel the tree and you could see that it was still wet from where the tree had been stripped so he said okay so this shows that uh, the bark has been stripped recently because it's still wet so the elephants are probably around um, anyway we left that uh, scene and started walking a bit further and the road sort of did a bit of a U and then came back and as we were walking up I just spotted uh, the top of a the top of an elephant and I alerted the um, ranger uh, who stopped it we all had to stop and the ranger stood to the left and actually he had a rifle and he got his rifle off his shoulder and we all sat there or stood there and waited just to see how the elephants reacted because 
we'd only noticed them quite late and so we were relatively close to them when we actually stopped moving. Anyway, the elephant, um, they did have some young uh, calves in the group and uh, the elephant that was closest to us uh, put its trunk up in the air and started snorting the air and smelling the air trying to see what was going on. And so we had to stand there and be very still and very quiet until everything calmed down. We stood there for what seemed like an eternity, but uh, it wasn't probably a few minutes, three or four minutes, and we decided to go down uh, back the way we came and we walked down into the riverbed. And as we were walking in the riverbed, uh, we came across some elephant tracks. And so the ranger stopped us and said, okay, let's have a look. I want to show you something. And so we looked at the tracks and he said, okay, so uh, if you look at this track, you can see that these are the elephants we just saw and we could still see the elephants up on the uh, top of the riverbank, but um, we were not in danger because it was quite a steep cliff and they were never going to be able to make it down that cliff. And so he said, so you can see these are the elephant tracks. And if you look right here, um, this is actually a leopard print in the elephant tracks. So from the time that these elephants have walked through here and up onto that hill, a leopard has passed by. And having just experienced the elephant um, sort of sniffing the air and not sure what was going on, uh, to then know that there was a le leopard relatively close to us was also a very scary prospect, but also a very exciting prospect. So that was probably one of the main stories we experienced um, when we were in South Africa in 2008 and 2009. Um, since then, I have been lucky enough to go back to the Kruger. Um, we went, my wife and I, uh, last year um, in 2018 and again this year in 2019. In 2018, uh, this was my first trip back to the actual Kruger, Kruger rather than the Greater Kruger, um, and my wife's very first uh, trip to the actual Kruger. So it was a very interesting trip because I had to get used to how it all worked with driving around and seeing sightings and going out early morning and doing it yourself um, because the 2008-9 was at a... Um, private game reserve and therefore there was rangers and trackers that uh, did all the spotting and tracking for you. Um, we did this for about two weeks and we just had the most amazing time. Um, one sighting and story that really sticks out in my head was when we were staying at Satara. Um, we exited the gate early morning. Now. Um, what we decided to do this morning was go on an organised tour. So a lot of the camps have tours whereby you will go out with a ranger. Um, you get to go out a little bit earlier um, and that's one of the main attractions. Uh, they also do evening um, drives which allow you to stay out a little bit later after the gates close. So anyway, on this morning we decided to do a morning drive and we left Satara I think from memory it was about an hour before the gate opened so it was still dark and so the first part of the drive was using spotlights to see the game. Uh, we were having a great trip, we'd seen porcupine and a few other things and uh, anyway we went down the S100 
and we turned right and we were going down and uh, the rangers from Sinita um, were coming up the other way and our driver had a bit of a chat um, to the Sinita ranger and trackers and their clients and it turned out that uh, they'd just seen a sighting of some lions um, about 20 minutes, half an hour down the road. So we went down there as quickly as we could and uh, lo and behold, there was the white lion. Um, it's quite a unique animal to the area because they really don't occur very often. And so we were lucky enough to see Casper the white lion on this drive. Um, they were just sitting by the road, a whole big group of lions, and um, we were able to sit and spend quite a lot of time with him um, and take some really good photos with him. So after probably about half an hour, 45 minutes, uh, we decided to leave the lions and head back because the time was running out. And on the way back, we were coming uh, down one of the gravel, one of the hard roads, and uh, I was lucky enough to spot a leopard uh, right next to the road in a tree, um, just sitting there. Um, there'd been cars that had driven by quite a bit, which um, I'm not sure why they didn't spot this leopard, but um, we were lucky enough to spot it, and so I quickly yelled out to the driver to stop and reverse. And as we were reversing, obviously the noise. Uh, probably annoyed the leopard and he started to make his way down the tree so as we were getting into position he was probably about two thirds of the way down or sorry a third down the way of the tree and we managed to get a few quick glimpses of him and a few quick photos um, but before long he was into the bushes and gone so that really was one of our favorite uh, drives because we got to see uh, the white lion and also a pretty exciting leopard sighting. Um, another sort of memory that sticks in my mind is uh, the trip that we just recently had which was six months ago uh, in about April of 2019. Uh, once again it was just my wife and, and I. Um, Probably there's a few sightings that really stick out in our head. Um, one was uh, we spent the night in Tambodi and were uh, leaving Tambodi and we decided to take one of the gravel roads back to Satara um, where we were supposed to spend the next night. But we were just taking it really slow to get to Satara because we couldn't check in for quite a few hours. And anyway, we were driving along the uh, gravel roads. Um, we hadn't seen a car for a very, very long time. Um, I think with us being out uh, at gate open, um, we sort of got away from quite a few cars. And as you come up on different roads, everyone sort of separates and goes, goes their own way. Anyway, we're driving along and lo and behold, another leopard was sitting right there next to the road. Uh, we quickly stopped and got the car in position and turned the engine off and he just sat there and spent a bit of time with us and then walked off and it was one of the uh, closest leopard sightings we've seen um, in the two times that we've been and it was really a memory that will stick with us for a very long time. Anyway, on our way back to camp, uh, I was talking to my wife and uh, she said, uh, you know, what's one thing that you really 
want to see, um, you know, what sort of encounter would you like to have? And uh, prior to going on the trip, I'd seen quite a few um, videos of big male lions walking up next to the car and past the car and um, just the uh, feeling of how big they are and how they sort of command their presence uh, when they're walking up the road. Uh, nothing really bothers them. Um, I wanted to experience that and I said, oh, you know, I'd, l- I'd love to see a male lion walking down the road or walking close to the car. Um, so she said, yeah, I, th- I think you'll be very, <laughs> very lucky t- to get that sort of a sighting. But uh, yeah, we sort of had a laugh about it and had a chat about it. And anyway, um, next morning we'd stayed the night at Satara. Uh, we're out early. Um, once again, we went down the uh, S100 and turned right, and probably about t- two or three k's down the road, uh, what was there? Big male line. He's sitting there. He was on one of the bridges and he was looking around up and down the uh, riverway. And anyway, he we stopped the car, turned the engine off, and he walked straight towards us and, and past the car and so we decided that because uh, he was walking on the one side of the road we would um, sort of see if we can get past him and so that's exactly what we did we uh, drove past him he was pretty chilled and got to the moment where we we're about 100 150 meters ahead of him and pulled the cart to the side and got in position so that he walked straight towards us and he just came around the corner and walked down the road straight towards us um it's an incredible feeling and we got such a great video of it um and still to this day every time i see that video it really does evoke quite a great response and uh memory on how exciting that actual scene was um anyway we were able to do that probably two or three times um and then we started to uh, see some of the other cars coming back through the S100. Most of them were turning left, whereas uh, there was one or two that started to turn right. Um, and we had passed the line again and stopped the car and he was coming from behind um, up the right-hand side of the car. And anyway, he walked past and uh, there was some wildebeest up the road that hadn't really noticed it. Be the line as he was... Uh, sort of coming from behind them um, and he got so close to actually bringing down one of these wildebeests but um, unfortunately it was a failed attempt and he went into the bushes and disappeared Um, and that was it so that's one of my favorite stories and another one uh, we stayed at Shingawezi at our last day um, and we left once again early morning and we were driving along and my wife said to me, what's that running in the bushes just next to us? And I couldn't quite make it out. Um, and we were sort of stopped the car and we were watching it go by. Um, it was on my right, <laughs> I'm looking to my right. Um, and uh, it came running out onto the road and it turned out it was a hippo. And anyway, this hippo just ran along the road in front of us and we followed it for a little bit and then it ran down into the riverbed. And it was just a really interesting and uh, exciting sighting that we never expected to see. Um, And hippos can run, they can move really, really quickly. 
And so it was another one of our favourite sightings and uh, we also were lucky enough to get a pretty good video of it. Um, another quick sighting, um, in our trip in 2018, uh, one of the things we decided to do, and this was probably our second day, um, so we're still getting used to the roads and where to go and what to do and what to see and what to look out for. We were driving along and it was... It wasn't, it wasn't wet, it was sort of drizzling, but it wasn't dry. Um, and we'd been unlucky with a couple of sightings. There was a few cars that had stopped uh, on a gravel road and we'd just miss a leopard by two or three minutes. Um, anyway, we were continuing down the road and we came around a bend and the bend was a blind bend, so we'd actually gone quite slow, but literally as we came around the corner there was a big elephant and he was sort of just standing there and uh, we slammed on the brakes and because it's a gravel road you sort of as soon as you hit the brakes pretty quickly you, you slide you don't actually stop very quickly and so we slid probably a meter or two um, and luckily we we're going very slow um, and the sound of the car sliding obviously alarmed the elephant and he wasn't too happy about it and so we put the car in reverse and reversed up the road and the elephant just followed us for probably two or three k's up the road. He just walking towards us and we're reversing, giving him space. Um, we always made sure that we gave him a lot of room, but he just ambled along. And uh, yeah, it was a great feeling to actually see how big these uh, animals are and uh, yeah, wonderful experience. Um, those are probably some of my main memories with uh, South Africa and the Kruger. Um, we really do love uh, self-drive um, safaris. Um, though both self-drive and uh, private game reserves where they drive you have their merits and uh, both are different and you'll experience such great times whichever way you go um so yeah i'm looking forward to speaking to a few people and uh, hearing their stories and hearing their experiences and hearing what they like about the kruger and like about different safari parks and what animals they like um so in the future i will be touching base with a few people and just seeing if they were willing to talk to me about their experiences and what they love Probably the one thing that I think about the most and what I remember the most is the wait for the gate to open where it's very calm and it's very still. Uh, you can just hear the birds. It's it's probably still dark. It's dark and the sun's just coming up so there's not too much light but the sounds and the smell, there's no traffic or anything. The cars have stopped waiting for their turn to get out the gate. And so we quite often sit there and we'll have a coffee and just reminisce about some of the stories we've experienced so far and what we want to see. Um, but just a magical experience and this is why we are looking to share some of these stories with people so that uh, people can understand how beautiful our nature is. Thanks very much. Uh, please do follow us um, at safaristories.com. Uh, we've got a Facebook page, Safari Stories, as well as Instagram and Twitter. Um, we would love to hear your thoughts about the video and if there's any stories you really do want to hear about. Um, and I welcome your comments and messages. Um, I hope this is something that you enjoy. 
Uh, thanks very much for listening and uh, look forward to speaking to people next time. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Safari Stories podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's stories. If you liked our show and want to see the pictures and videos from today's stories, please visit our website at safaristories.com as well as Safari Stories Facebook page and Instagram. It would mean the world to us if you could take the time to leave a rating, review, or comment. Join us again next time to hear more Safari Stories.